Hey everybody, I just watched Squid Game this weekend and I had a few thoughts about it. So I thought I would do a little short form review. It's not really a review or a critique or anything like that. I try to not critique things because I know how much work goes into making films and shows. Um, and I feel like it's just sad whenever somebody pulls it apart. Um, but these are my thoughts on Squid Game. And I hope to do these little thoughts uh, every once in a while when I see something that uh, kind of piques my interest. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy my thoughts on Squid Game. And I hope you let me know what your thoughts are um, on Instagram at Real Rumble. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to rate and subscribe. It really helps the show out, even though it's pretty new and I'm still sort of figuring things out. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. The South Korean Squid Game is the newest hit show on Netflix. At its heart, Squid Game is anti-capitalist, a critique of class inequality wrapped in a bright candy wrapper. It revels in pushing characters to their limits while pushing audiences to theirs. It asks its viewers to contemplate just how far they'd go into the depths of violent, torturous misery for a story. Apparently, all the way. Nobody can twist the knife quite like South Korean cinema. Directed by Hwang Dong-hyuk, the show starts off with a captivating premise we can't turn away from. Debt-ridden contestants, desperate for cash, are invited to compete in a series of childhood playground games. The winner takes home a whopping prize money, sure to reconcile their debt and then some. Not so simple, though. It never is. Losers are quote-unquote eliminated. What is so surprising and smart is that the writers introduce the game right away, unfolding the backstory later. They cast the line. We, the fish, bite down on the lure. Our big fish mouths are snagged on the hook from episode one. We can't help but be reeled into this bizarre, beautifully shot show, which exponentially escalates with each episode. Each character has his or her own motivation for playing the game. Some of them are soaked in sympathy. Some of them are not. It asks us to judge who has an acceptable reason for playing such a horrible game. Some of the characters are not innocent going in, able to unleash their true evil. Others are survivors or playing the game for their family's well-being. Motivations are different, but money is the single thread that connects them. So as we watch, we judge. Who is a better person? More moral? Who deserves the money? Who deserves to die? Lives are no longer equal as we judge and scrutinize the actions of the characters, making us just as perverse as the show's premise. We choose to continue to watch and to judge, just as the characters choose of their own free will to play the game. This is an important distinction that Squid Game makes, knowing the cost and the risk the players choose to participate. Just like many of their choices have landed them in debt, they have chosen to destroy their innocence and morality for money. Responsibility, could be argued, is theirs and theirs alone, and no one here gets out alive. Not really. Many of the rich in our capitalist society do the same, polluting rivers, destroying villages, upholding slave labor, etc. for coin. Yes, it is undeniable that Squid Game is commenting on class, on the corruption of money and power. But for me, I found that the show was really about our loss of innocence as we grow up, how our choices as adults are the one thing that define us, that good deeds are what we can leave on this world, and that in the end, it poses the question of, 
does it really matter? Those with a full bank account and those with an empty bank account pay the same price. We all die. From the plot to the soundtrack, Squid Game shows the theme of Innocent Lost in a variety of ways. The game show itself takes lovable childhood games and makes them deadly. The set pieces are designed with a sickly sweet, childlike aesthetic, like the Dr. Seuss stairwell, the primitive cave pictograms on the walls of the contestants' bunk rooms, summer camp anybody, or the game stages that look like a giant playground or a lit-up circus. The most haunting prop is a big glass piggy bank, reminiscent of the ones you had when you were little, looming over the contestants, filling itself with oodles of money every time a contestant dies. The costumes within the game are bright and cheerful when they're not covered in blood. The soundtrack is so playful it's eerie. Unhinged nursery rhymes signal the beginning of a game, the doom of the contestants. All of the cheery aesthetics of the game is juxtaposed with a dark, grim, real world. The main character is a portrayal of lost childhood innocence. He has a goofy, childlike naivety and playfulness that we can all relate to. He's a dimwit, but he's ultimately a good person. He's lost his way, he's made dumb decisions, but he is kind. We can root for a guy like that. And the whole way through, we do. Through each game, his innocence and morality is tested. Whether or not it's kept intact is up to us to decide, and we soon start thinking in terms of relative innocence. In the end, anybody who plays the game is never truly free. These themes have been around in the horror thriller genre for a while. What is twisty and fresh about Squid Game is how psychologically and emotionally implosive the show becomes while looking so damn beautiful. So bright and inviting and fun, I never thought cotton candy pink would look so good with blood splattered all over it. There's a lot to unpack in Squid Game. The show made me feel like I was both a spectator and a participator. It made me feel like one of those hedonistic rich guys that come to watch the contestants fight for their lives. I was horrified and shocked mouth agape at how the writers loved twisting the knife further and further into my expectations. But I still couldn't stop participating. I needed to know how it played out, no matter how much blood was spilled. Just like the contestants. Real Rumble is produced and everything else by me, Jazine Hollings, and music is by Jim Kelly. Thanks for listening. 